Welcome to Road Noise. Buckle up as we explore God's faithfulness, reflecting on 50 years of full-time ministry. We're taking lessons from the unique life and ministry of Sheldon and Victoria Rhodes as they share the gospel crisscrossing North America. I'm your host, Kedron Rhodes, and each episode, I sit down with my dad, Sheldon, and we travel back in time, retracing the lessons God was teaching and mapping them to life today. This scenery may have changed, but God's faithfulness remains the same. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Road Noise. Success, I hope. <laughs> well, hey, welcome back. I'm I'm glad you joined us here for another uh, chat, another uh, road noise. And just to bring you up to speed, uh, last time we chatted, we were uh, headed back down from Alaska back to Michigan after a full summer, a first summer. Uh, mom and dad and and crew had uh, just wrapped up ministry season in Alaska, so made another two thousand plus mile trek something like that back down the Alaskan highway and in a borrowed van. So here we are. I think we're, we're pointing towards Michigan and um, I don't know. Does that, that set us up right dad? Yeah. I think we got all the way back to Michigan last time. All right. Awesome. We had dropped uh, Janice or Kay, whatever her name was off. And oh yeah. Yep. Now it's come back. To yeah. Me. Yeah. Her toes <laughs> curled up and she fell yep. to the ground. <laughs> fell to the ground. <laughs> yeah. Yep. She was excited. Yeah. Well, remember um, when we left, Alaska. We've been uh, invited to come back saying, oh, what are you doing? Why don't you come back and be my youth pastor? And so I had said, well, we need to take these girls home, the teenagers that we had with us, summer missionaries. We'll be right back. Anyway, so we get back to Michigan and we're going to spend two weeks here uh, saying goodbye to everybody and packing things up and getting everything ready to move back up there. Yeah. So this is a, again, a cross-country move like a bit bigger than most cross country moves because you can't really move that far anywhere else in the lower 48 away from anything. And this is a time before cell phones, before FaceTime, before Zoom calls like what we're on right now. And uh, so saying goodbye is a lot bigger ordeal, I think, than, than maybe it is now. You can move all the way across the other side of the world and still keep in touch with folks and see their smiling faces and share memories and all that online a lot easier than you could back then. So this is a big move. And I failed to do it, but today I was uh, thinking about, okay, the Alaska Highway, how old was that at this time? And it really wasn't all that old. Hmm. I don't remember the exact date that they connected the dots, but I believe that was uh, during World War II. Anyway, so in the long haul of things, the highway wasn't that old, and it certainly wasn't <laughs> very well maintained and so forth back then. Right. Yeah. Yep, and it's not a well-traveled <laughs> bit of stretching on a good day, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. so we're we're looking at like maybe 1975-ish. Yep, this has been yeah. the fall of 75. Uh, we got back here um, the end of August, okay. the end of August or very first part of September, but I believe it's probably the end of August because the girls had to be back in school. And yep. That typical, typically would start right there at the end of August or first of September. So that's the time frame where we are, 1975. And so we've got to get some things taken care of before we say goodbye. And I don't know how it even came up, but uh, one of the things was uh, we ought to see a dentist before we leave. <laughs> and I don't remember if I had a tooth that was bothering or just what it was, but uh, uh, somebody recommended a, a dentist and in Grand Rapids. So I called and made an appointment. And if I recall correct, 
it was kind of a, towards the end of the day appointment. Okay, uh, understand you're going to be headed to Alaska and time's short. And so, yeah, we can work in on this particular day, but it'll have to be towards the end of the day. Okay, well, we're staying with my mom in Kalamazoo. So it's you know, an hour drive basically to Grand Rapids. And the plan was we'd just go up there, see the dentist and go back. Well, lo and behold, I get a phone call from somebody in Grand Rapids and it's really sad. I have absolutely no idea who they are. Didn't know them then, and I don't know them now. Hmm. <laughs> but I get this call um, saying, I understand you're going to be in Grand, Grand Rapids on such and such a day. See Dr. So-and-so. It's like, yeah, <laughs> you know, who told you? You're right. <laughs> thing. And they said, well, uh, when you finish up there at the dentist office, we'd like to have you and your wife over at our house for supper. And why don't you plan on staying with us that night? instead of making the drive all the way back to Kalamazoo. And I'm thinking, it's not that far. Yeah, you're right. It's an hour. But yeah, but I couldn't think of any reason not to. <laughs> and so kind of reluctantly said, okay, to these strangers that I haven't even met yet. Right. Yep. You know, and so um, um, the day comes and we go see the dentist and he's asking all kinds of questions before he did anything about where you're going and and all this type of stuff. And so we told him, well, we were up there this past summer doing camps and vacation Bible schools and so forth. And be going back up there and be youth pastor at this church and so forth. And the dentist is all excited about this and works on our teeth, does what needed to be done and get ready to leave. He says, there's no charge for this. He says, this what? is my contribution to your ministry. Oh, man. Yeah. And it's like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God is good. I mean, what a gift. that coming. Yep, what a yeah. gift. And <laughs> that kind of like medical care is not cheap no. by any stretch. Nope. And, you know, here he is basically staying late in the office to work us in. But anyway, yeah. so, so that was cool. So now I've got an address to some people's house that I have no idea who they are. But um, we looked the address up and we showed up there. And here's a, a couple that maybe were old enough to have been our parents. Okay. Uh, or a little bit younger, perhaps, but not much. And they've got supper already for us. All right. And it's like, okay. So we sit down and eat. And of course, they had lots of questions too. And I don't even remember how it was that they heard about us that we we're going to be in town. But um, they had a room upstairs and that's where we were invited to stay. And that's the first time that I really felt like we might be sort of kind of like real missionaries. <laughs> I mean, yeah. here's the dentist that's taking care of us. And here's a family yeah. that we don't even know that's providing meal and a place to stay. Yeah. And I started to sense that God is providing. Yep. He's using other yep. people to do that. People that I don't even know. I mean, I never met the dentist until that day. And I never met this couple until that day. And it's like, wow, God knows our needs. And this is going to be okay. Yeah. He's going to yeah, provide. What a great reminder. Yep. Yeah. You know, and you know, I guess prior to that, I kind of knew that we were doing mission work and all there in Alaska, but it's almost like we're on vacation. I mean, we just went up <laughs> sure. there and did our thing and turned around and came back. And but now yeah. we're going back as real missionaries. But anyway, so we got our teeth taken care of and uh, stayed with that couple. And like I said, I, I really feel bad. I don't know what their names were. don't know what the address is. I think I could take you general area of the town where they lived, but no idea. But that was that was cool. Yeah, that's a great reminder of just the, the body of Christ doing you know, what the body's called to do is to take care of one another, to fill in the gaps for each other. Yeah. What a great reminder in early in your ministry that God's providing using his body to do so. Now, one of the girls that was with us, uh, her parents, um, Bob and Doris Finch, I mentioned Bob before he had a, a repair shop there in Grand Rapids. One that can fix anything. Yeah. He could fix anything in a, in a pinch call Finch. Yep. <laughs> 
<laughs> was his uh, tagline for his business. But anyway, so um, you know, we had been close with them before we went up there and had their daughter with us and so forth. And, and of course, now they know that we're going back up there. And so they're all into it and saying, how can we help? What can we do? You know, what do you need? And so forth. And we really didn't know. But Bob was one of those guys that seemed to know at least a little bit about everything. Mm-hmm. And Bob knew everybody in the Grand Rapids area. I mean, he just had connections. Yep. And so we're talking about the what are we going to be taking up there? Well, he said, you're probably going to need a chainsaw. And he made a couple phone calls and found a chainsaw for us. <laughs> oh, my. I mean, Bob found a chainsaw and it was donated to us. Mm-hmm. It was a two-man chainsaw. All right. <laughs> Great big, huge engine on one end and wow. a handle on the other end of the bar. Wow. <laughs> and yeah. then there's something thinking, oh, yeah, I guess I could handle one end, but who's going to be on the other end? I don't think it's going to be my wife. But Right, right. Anyway, so we got this huge chainsaw that he lined up for us, and we were talking about our stuff. Well, we didn't really have all that much stuff, but remember, all we had was a Toyota pickup. Yep. And so he figures, well, it's going to take more than that. So again, Bob, Bob makes some phone calls, and next thing you know, uh, he says, if you can come up with $50, you can buy a trailer and pull behind your, your pickup. Well, I have no idea where we came up with the 50 bucks, but next thing we know, we're the proud owner of a pickup truck bed no, that someone yeah. had made into a trailer <laughs> for 50 yeah. bucks. Yeah, I've seen those around. Yeah. And it was all there, but it had been around for a long time. Hmm. And it had holes all through that thing in the floorboard and on the sides and the tailgate. Oh, of course. I mean, it was well ventilated. <laughs> yeah, Alaskan Highway is just going to beat that right up. Yeah, and all the dust and dirt, and Bob saying, you know, I might get in some bad weather between here and there. And anyway, so he introduced me to something that I'd never heard of before. I believe it was a relatively new product. And like I said, Bob knew how to fix anything and everything. Mm -hmm. And so he introduced me to silicone. All right. Yeah, like silicone (laughs) caulking. Yeah. And we started filling holes in that trailer with the silicone. Oh, man. He says, yeah, when this stuff sets up, he says, it'll... Keep the rain out and everything else. Well, some of these holes were you know, the size of 50 cent pieces or silver dollars or, I mean, <laughs> sure. size holes. So we kept putting layers on it and got them all covered up and everything. Wow. Uh, jump ahead jump ahead in the story. When we got to Alaska, all those holes were still filled. <laughs> that silicone did exactly yep. like he said it would. Yep. So that was kind of cool, learning about a new product, a liquid rubber that seal up any holes, even in old pickup beds like that. Yep. Yep, I would imagine that probably was a pretty new invention about then. Yeah, and but there was something on the trailer that needed welding, and Bob could do that kind of stuff, but his welder and all was inside and really didn't couldn't get the trailer in there. But like I said, Bob's got connections, and he knew somebody on the north end of Grand Rapids that was a welder. And so he called that guy and asked him, you know, we can get that trailer to you. Would you weld it for us? I says, well, sure. You know, bring it to my house. So again, I get to meet somebody that I'd never met before. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, what's what are you going to do with the trailer? Oh, we're headed to Alaska. You know, and so he had to get filled in what we're doing. And for whatever reason, the guy asked me if I'd ever done any welding. I said, no, never have. I mean, I'd seen sparks fly you know, mm-hmm. from repair shops, but <laughs> I'd never right. been up close. So I said, well, here, give it a try. And so um, that is the one and only time I ever did any welding. <laughs> <laughs> But he says, that might be a good skill for you to know when you get to Alaska. True. If something breaks down, at least you'll have an idea how to fix it. But uh, he wasn't real impressed with my welding job. 
<laughs> and so he said yet. no. But he did say something that uh, I thought was very appropriate and and fitting. He turns to me and he says, Sheldon, tell you what, you hold the puppets and I'll hold the rod. Hmm. Speaking of the welding rod. Yep. And how cool is that? God has given each of us different gifts and abilities. Yep. And he's a welder by profession. And he realized that, yeah, that's his gift. It's not mine. And so you hold the puppets and I'll hold the rod. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is a great so I, Yep. I've never forgot that. Uh, that there's a man that understands that the body of Christ is made up of lots of people that have lots of abilities and none of them the same. We're not competing, but each of us need to use our gifts and our abilities to serve the Lord. Yep. So he uh, the rod. That, that, that idea stretches through all three of those stories is that, uh, you know, essentially three strangers in your life at that point, all using what God had given them uh, to bless you and to continue his work in different ways. You know, maybe it's, maybe it's uh, in a support role, but at the, it's vitally important. It certainly yeah. is. Well, now we got the trailer fixed. Let's get back to Bob's shop. <laughs> yeah, right. Anyway, so we're back there and uh, you know, going over all the stuff that I'm going to be taking back to Alaska. Well, one of the things that I mentioned was, I don't know if Bob asked or how the subject came up, but I had a, a handgun that I had purchased when I was in the Air Force uh, living in Alaska. And it was back in Michigan now. And and now I'm planning on taking it back to Alaska. And Bob knows everything and bought everybody and, and so forth. Mm -hmm. well, you can't just carry a handgun across the, the border. You know, when you go into Canada, right. he says that has to be in a, a locked case. Well, I didn't have a locked case or anything for it. Really didn't have money to buy a locked a case, you know, to lock. But Bob can fix anything. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes to the back of his shop and comes back out front and says, here. You suppose your gun will fit in this? And he had uh, an old used electric panel box. Oh, sure. <laughs> with the, the breaker thing on the side. Yeah, yeah. This is one that at one point held fuses. Yep. He says, yeah, if this, if your gun will fit in here, he says they can put their, their seal on it. He says all it has to be is something they can seal up and you have to have the seal on when you get to the other border, when you get to the Alaska border. Now they're, Canadian officials are going to be checking to see, you know, did you break that seal? Mm -hmm. Anyway, so once it's sealed at one border, but it doesn't matter what it is. So this is an electric box, still has the holes in it where, you know, wire had been through it and everything. Yep. <laughs> but you can't get the gun out of any of those holes. Sure. You know, so you just <laughs> close the door and they put their wire on it and sealed it up. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Bob had some kind of... Uh, Clever ways of fixing things. <laughs> yeah, 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 that is a clever way. Did the yeah, uh, border yeah. border security give you a, you know raise your eyebrows at any of that? <laughs> they never questioned it one bit. <laughs> they just when taped we it got up to the you. border. Yeah, we got to the border. They put their hand on it and sealed it, yep. and it was fine. There you go. So I was like, okay, yeah, in a pinch, call Finch. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> He's going to help you out. So anyway, uh, what else did we do in that two weeks? Okay, well, we've got to box up a bunch of stuff uh, to put in the trailer that we're going to pull up there. We realize we really don't want to put a whole lot of weight in that trailer because it's got to be pulled by this poor little Toyota pickup. Right, that we already know struggled to uh, to yeah. move from Grand Rapids to Lansing full of yeah. equipment and people. <laughs> so um, Bob suggested... Why don't you box up stuff that you're not going to need right away and just leave it here at my shop. And then um, once you get up there and get settled in wherever, you know, just send me your address and 
and we'll send things up a box at a time. So we kind of box things up and numbered them. You know, box number one has then a list of what was in box number one. So I took that list with us so that, uh, you know, we could look over and say, oh, yeah, we wished we had box number six up here and mm-hmm. you know, give Bob a call and ship his box number six. <laughs> but anyway, so um, we did all that, got everything boxed up. Trying to think about this earlier today, I hate totally forget any of the details other than the fact that somebody heard that we're going to Alaska as missionaries and we might be doing missionary work out in a village somewhere where they don't have a lot of stuff and especially for ministry purposes. I mean, things like a piano, Hmm. how in the world would you get a piano out to some of these Alaska villages? And so this person had a very, very nice accordion. Okay. And Gave that to us and just donated it. Hmm. And it's like, thank you, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't play an accordion. No. I never have. Now, mom your mom plays a little bit of piano, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, if, if this is ever going to get used, she's going to have to be the one to do it because I don't know anything about accordion, but I guess we'll take it anyway. And so we did. And I've kind of wondered if maybe that wasn't sort of in some little way, like the wise men bringing gifts when Jesus was born. Hmm. What's he going to do with that stuff? I mean, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. I mean, he, he's, he's an infant. What's he going right. to do with that stuff? And I don't know as if anybody knows for sure, but um, at least some theologians suspect that that was sold. And the money that they got from that was what then they used to make their emergency trip uh, into Egypt. Sure. It was yeah. God's provision. Uh, so as I look back at the, at the accordion, we never did use it. I don't remember ever getting it out of the case. Or anything. I mean, we hauled the thing all the way up there. But um, <laughs> bottom line is, is when we eventually uh, moved back to Michigan, we kind of had a garage sale. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things that gave us the money then to uh, put you and your mom and your sister on a plane and fly you back home. Hmm. So, um, yeah, an accordion. What am I going to do with that? <laughs> no. I'm guessing God had a plan and saying, yep. you're going to need some money one of these days. <laughs> yep. And I've got somebody in Alaska that is going to buy that from me. Anyway, so now we've got an accordion. we got this huge chainsaw and getting our truck all loaded up and ready to head out saying goodbye to everybody. But, uh, oh, yeah, someone found out that, okay, you're going to be in Alaska. And, and I'd mentioned to him that I'd gotten some property in Alaska when I was in the Air Force. It's two miles off the highway. And so this person was telling me all about uh, uh, jet pumps. And I never heard anything about them before and know nothing about them. But this guy was saying, yeah, if you got water there, right? And there's a river that goes through it. And I said, well, yeah, the river, I don't know. He says, as long as there's a current of any kind, doesn't matter if it's fast or anything, you can use one of these pumps and it'll pump water uphill without any electricity or anything else. Hmm. So I'm introduced to some new technology. Never have used a pump like that. Not sure I've ever seen one. <laughs> but at least I was introduced to it. And it's always been in the back of my mind is uh, that there are devices like that that will do things like that that I didn't know about. Yep. But I saw all these people trying to prepare us for wilderness living in Alaska. Yep. As I was thinking about uh, this earlier today, I thought, you know, when the Israelites left Egypt, Moses, you know, we've already gone through the plagues and everything and and now we're going to be leaving Egypt, been slaves there. Those people had to have been very excited about getting out of there. Yeah, well, that excitement maybe wore off when they got to the Red Sea. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I know yeah, what you get us into. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but God provided a way, opened up the Red Sea, and they get to the other side. Okay, so that's good. 
So now their excitement levels a little bit back up. I mean, they just saw the Egyptian army all get home crushed and wiped out when they tried to cross the sea. And so, yeah, their excitement's back up. Uh, but the next thing you know, they're complaining because what are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? Here we mm -hmm. are. Oh, man, we're out here in the desert today and tomorrow, next week, <laughs> next month. <laughs> Yep. 40 years in the yep. wilderness. I'm sure that their excitement had wore off a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And they're complaining, saying, sure wish we were back in Egypt. But that was part of God's plan, is to get them out of there. They had no idea what was ahead of them. And there was 40 years in the wilderness. Yep. Well, we had no idea what was ahead of us. We we're headed back to Alaska and had no idea that we we're basically headed to the wilderness. <laughs> <laughs> Heading into, um, as I was thinking about it this morning, probably the number one hardest and worst time of our lives. Mm -hmm. But we had no idea. Yep. We didn't know what was going to be in front of us. Uh, we're just doing what we felt the Lord would have us to do. And I, as I look back on it, I do believe that that was all part of the plan. But a lot of it certainly wasn't fun. Didn't end up near like we expected and so forth. And so, you know, right now we're having Goliath's sword made mm -hmm. and the steel gets strong because it's been in the furnace. Yep. Gold gets purified because it's been put to the heat. Yep. And that's kind of where we're headed. Yeah, we're headed back to Alaska, but we're headed to the furnace. We're headed for the heat and, and the wilderness. It's going to be a wilderness journey for sure. And we're not just talking about the Alaska Highway. Yeah. But there's two more things that we, we need to take with us. Um, while we were gone that summer, my sister had a cat that had kittens. Okay. And these kittens are now almost six weeks old. And so they're right at the point where, Sheldon, you need a kitten. Oh, my. That's kind of what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> but the, these kittens really were cute. Calico, I mean, just you know, blue eyes. I mean, just beautiful yeah. kittens. Yep. And your mom, growing up, could never have pets because her brother, Dan, is just highly allergic to animals. Sure. Pretty much of any kind. So they could never have cats or dogs or anything like normal kids would. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so I'm thinking, okay, for the first time in my wife's life, she could have a pet. Not too excited about it, but uh, hey. <laughs> you know, she kind of <laughs> fell in love with one of these little kittens. Yep. And so now we've got another passenger to take back to Alaska. All right. Oh, but we got one more piece of luggage uh, to load up, and that's a canoe. Oh, oh my. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's Alaska, and you know, there's lots of rivers and water. And sure. I mean, a canoe could come in handy, I guess. And I had traded my boat, sold it, but used that money to buy this canoe while we're still in college. Okay. It, it didn't get much use. Sure. Because <laughs> we're, we're college school and, and yeah. Yeah. But so basically have a, a brand spanking new canoe. And so that's got to go. I mean, I didn't want to get rid of it. Anyway, so we strapped that on. I think we put that on top of the train. I think it was put that on top of the truck. I'd have to look those pictures up. I have pictures of, of us. All right. The truck. And it's loaded down and it has our magnetic sign on the door you know, saying the puppet people and so forth and All pulling right. this trailer. And I'm pretty sure that the canoe is on the trail. But anyway, so I mentioned those two things. Those are the last two things that we've got to load up is the kitten and the canoe. And we're ready to hit the road. But uh, keep the kitten and the canoe in mind because they're going to show up again later in another podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> don't leave the suspense. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of wild to think of that, that you don't know what's in front of you. And But these these two weeks, I'm sure, just are full of excitement. You're seeing God provide and in lots of unexpected ways. And yeah, you're off to an adventure. Looking back on it, you you, you, you might, it's easy to see that uh, that next season is 
not going to be a fun one. But in those two weeks, you're blind to that future. <laughs> you just have, you're surrounded by God's provision. I think that's it. So again, this morning, the song crossed my mind. Uh, what is it? Uh, Steve is Kurt. Yes. Stephen Curtis Chapman, The Great Adventure. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. that's what we're on is The Great Adventure. <laughs> yep. Indeed. Well, I look forward to jumping into that. You think that's probably our next our next chat, huh? Yeah, we'll uh, make our way up the Alaska Highway uh, for the third. Yeah, it'll be the third time driving that highway this summer. Yep. And uh, so next time we get together, we'll make a quick trip up the highway and get us uh, back to Alaska, settled into our new igloo. <laughs> right. All right. So maybe it's not an igloo, but uh, we have to have a place to live. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I look forward to it. This is Grandpa Wisely. Good judgment comes from experience, and most experience comes from bad judgment. <laughs>